From Liberia's transitional government to its emergency Ebola response, Fumba Sirleaf is no stranger to high-risk fluid situations. Fumba is a West Point graduate, former health physics technician at UPenn, and international military veteran. He served as an operations and training officer for the Armed Forces of Liberia and advisor to the transitional government. As a head of its national security agency, Fumba was principal advisor to the president of Liberia for all intelligence matters. In this episode of Adapt and Overcome, he shares his fundamentals for moving forward in uncertain times. An enduring military mantra is adapt and overcome. This is a rallying cry for unseen challenges and life's curveballs, and a reminder that dire circumstances will not defeat us. When the mission matters, we rise to the occasion. This podcast combines military veteran experiences, business acumen, and the human spirit for potent solutions to real-world challenges. Hello, this is Cheryl Tullis with the Adapt and Overcome podcast. Today, I am thrilled to have Fumba Sirleaf with us. Fumba is going to be a fantastic guest because he has very unique experience. He's navigated through some really challenging circumstances, including West Point, the United States Military Academy, and then returning to his native Liberia, where he served in the military, became an advisor to the transitional government, and then headed the National Security Agency for Liberia. He directly advised the president on all intelligence matters. Fumba, you must have dealt with a lot of ambiguity and risk in your career. Um, it's, it, it proved to be a very interesting experience because um, traditionally I had not been in the intelligence sector. So for me, I had been in Liberia for many years into the security sector reform and especially within the context of the rule of law. So it afforded me an opportunity to, to take a different look into, into a different sector within, um, within the, the, the security apparatus. Uh, and uh, it uh, is very interesting in terms of uh, policy, how intelligence affects policy, how it, it affects both your both internal and external politics. So it proved to be a very interesting and unique experience. I was uh, very fortunate to have uh, uh, the pleasure to serve. You know, globally, we're fighting the battle against COVID-19. And we have a lot of healthcare workers that are rushing to the new front lines to fight this battle. Yes, most, most definitely. Most definitely. They're going into a situation maybe similar to soldiers going on their first deployment. So I wonder if you have any advice about how you've prepared yourself and your teams for such a circumstance. I, I think initially what you, you have to look at is you have to rely first upon the training. Uh, I mean, before you go into any stressful combat or, or, or a situation as what's, what's occurring now with the COVID-19, uh, you have to, to rely on first, the first fundamental is to, to understand that you've had good training. Uh, I think maybe some of the best in the world, uh, and the reliance upon that, and then and then using that uh, coupled with the leadership and guidance that you may get, either from the doctors or those within your chain of command, to go ahead and do your work. Uh, I, I think I cannot stress more importantly is to rely on your training, keep a calm and cool head, and and it, it should get you through. So, in tough moments. What intrinsically do you draw on to get you through? I, I think there's, there's, there's very, it varies from person to person. I, I, for me, uh, it's all about uh, faith, uh, you know, within my own context and, you know, 
what my personal faith or religious beliefs may be. Uh, family is very important. Uh, it's, for me, it's a linchpin also, along with, the, with faith and service, because you're there to do your job, to do your duty. And you know that there's a higher purpose and, and, and you're, you're there, you know, for the greater good of society. So it's relying on your purpose, falling back on what it is that is your North Star that drives you. A lot of it has to do with uh, being able to emote uh, some of those inner fears, feelings, uh, conflicts that you may have within yourself. Uh, it's, it's important to talk, to engage, uh, to learn from shared experiences. And I, and I think that's what really gets you through, be it your colleagues, uh, be it your subordinates. Uh, you, you can look to anyone to, to, to get that type of uh, uh, clarity in terms of your work and, 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 what you, and what you're about to do. So can you tell me about a time when you've observed a good example of grit through a very trying situation? Um, the story that comes to mind in 2014 was a, uh, a young nursing uh, student um, in a small town outside of Monrovia, which was Kakata, and her name was uh, Salome uh, uh, Kawa. And this young lady, even in the midst of this uh, Ebola um, pandemic that was, that was going on, with little resources, she was able to, to at least take care of her mother and father who were extremely sick at that time. And she had uh, not even limited resources, she had no resources. This young woman had resorted to using garbage bags or shopping bags to, to fashion PPEs for herself to take care of her, her sick parents. Uh, eventually she did uh, contract uh, the Ebola virus uh, but uh, she she managed to survive, and in spite of the fact that she lost her parents, she still went on to volunteer uh, with MSF, uh, um, Doctors Without Borders, uh, at uh, one of the centers in Monrovia. And even despite her fears, even despite her loss, she said she couldn't let that hold her back. She said the only thing that could that was moving her forward was that. Her ability to that if she couldn't even help if she she didn't help her parents at least maybe she could help save someone else, and I think that was a true motive that motivating factor for her for her, and she was even named in twenty fourteen uh, one of Time Persons Time Time Magazine's Persons of the Year. Wow, that's just an incredible story of grit and resilience and purpose. Thanks for sharing that. So I wonder, have you ever found yourself? in a really ambiguous situation, you know, the classic fog of battle, nothing going right or according to plan. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. How did you move forward? It's, it's, it's difficult, um, especially when you're dealing with something that you, you really don't understand, you don't really grasp is, is without your depths and when you're out of your depths and sphere of, of what's really happening. Um, you, you have to rely on the advice of those people who have the expertise, um, you, you have to see how you can contribute within your own uh, capacity to help uh, some of those things. Uh, we helped uh, either if it's through resources, logistics, uh, morally, um, but you just have to do your part. You have to find how you can contribute. And, uh, and, and so when you contribute or in, and, you, and you're participating 
it doesn't leave you so helpless. And I think that strengthens your resolve and, and definitely your resilience uh, to do better. You know, I love that word resolve, figuring out how you can best contribute and serve. Fumba, can you recommend a good resource for others for dealing with trauma? There's, there's no particular resources, resource that I, that I may have personally, but I, I think there's a lot out there and there are a lot of groups that you can deal with um, either through maybe various associations. If there's a nursing associations, if there's a veterans association, um, people, it could be faith-based. You can do faith-based associations to get that resource to help deal with trauma. Uh, and then even, you don't even have to go that far. You can go into, again, your colleagues, your friends. And your family, and, and and they can really be a strong resource, uh, especially when you start talking about some of these issues. And and I really do believe that you have to talk about it. Uh, people talk about uh, oh, there's no, there's, you shouldn't be afraid. You should be afraid, and and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong to to have feelings. There's, not, there's nothing wrong to express your fears. There's nothing wrong to express your emotions. Uh, you know, people have the belief that maybe soldiers don't cry or anything like that, but sometimes crying can be a, a good remedy, you know, in, in stressful times and situations. So definitely, I mean, those are some of the things you may look at. Yeah. So it sounds like you don't always have to maintain that toughness or that exterior. You can let that down and, and talk about it. How do you personally de-stress? Uh, for me, it's, it, it could be talking with family, it could be listening to music, it could be reading a book. Uh, for me, uh, sometimes it's, it's, it's awkward, but for me, I, I may watch a comedy movie, you know, just to de-stress, you know, and, and sometimes just escape, you know, from some of the reality that you may find yourself in. But uh, typically those are the ways that, that I do it, you know, a little walk, a stroll. There's so many ways I, I find. I can't say there's one particular way, but there are many ways. They usually find an outlet, you know, to, to at least help relax and de-stress. Yeah, that makes sense. Get a change of perspective and, and get outside of yourself for a bit. Yes. Okay, we're going to change gears. Imagine you're packing for a deployment. What one thing do you bring to comfort yourself in times of difficulty? Um, if I was packing for a deployment, I think the one thing that would, would give me comfort would, uh, would be my Bible. I'm sorry, I don't want to get religious into it, but uh, driven by my faith, uh, I would say I, I always travel. Anytime I travel, I always have a, a small copy of the the, um, the New Testament with me, and that, is, that has always served me well. The tried and true, the trusty Bible. Fuma, do you have any last advice for these nurses and healthcare professionals? Uh, I think the advice uh, that I have for them, and, and it's not not, not, not not much as an advice as maybe a key takeaway given the circumstances we find ourselves. Um, like as so many others before us have come uh, to, to defend and protect this country and, and have, you know, have made sacrifices, uh, especially from the armed services. I think now the country needs them more than ever, you know, because this is, this is really a war and, and, and they are the ones who are on the front lines now. And so, you know, uh, we're, we're depending on them, you know, to fight uh, for the very essence, you know, uh, of the society. And I'm sure, you know, with their training, with their grit, uh, with their with their leadership, uh, I'm, I'm sure definitely we would prevail. It's that first fundamental, relying on your training. Oh, definitely. 
Fumba, thanks so much for that and for the perspective you've given. I know that everyone who is moving to where the hotspots of coronavirus are can apply these, but everybody else who is back home trying to figure out how to support can also learn from how it is that we can serve, how we can stay true to our purpose, and how we can be resilient through all of this. So thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Please be safe up there. So there you have it, Fumba Surleaf. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you'll share this with a healthcare worker or a first responder that you care about. Also, we hope you'll subscribe. This podcast was sponsored by TA Group Holdings with a partnership with New West Group. Till next time, adapt and overcome.